She may be a native Texan or not. We're not sure. But we do know she started the Fredericksburg Tea Party in 2009. She's a student of fine equine. And she's a true believer in correcting Matt whenever it's needed. This is the Angela Smith Show with special co-host Matt Long. Good morning, Matt Long. Good morning, Angela Smith. I'm telling you, isn't it nice to be back in the hill country? Oh, my gosh. I've already texted someone today, and I said, it's so awesome to be back in the hill country, or is it just awesome to be out of the concrete jungle? (laughs) Of Houston. Boy, you're not kidding. Oh, my word. I was a little surprised. The traffic downtown, I guess I expected, I don't know, snarls. Yeah. Of traffic, yeah. um, but we were downtown. We didn't yes. get out on. We stayed downtown. We, it's not like we had yeah. to commute in from the woodlands or something. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I was uh, downtown. Was uh, I thought it was very clean. I thought it was nice. The there, You know, it didn't look like homelessness in San Francisco. That's true. There we were didn't some, see any of that. There were some bums around, of for course. lack of a better word. But it wasn't, I, yeah, it looked like a fairly respectable downtown area we had a good time and um the horses were the best the horses were the best we got pictures of uh, angela and a couple of our horse friends and they were all over flirting with the horse uh, policemen what are those called the mounted police Uh, the mounted police yeah um oh yeah you should have seen these ladies over there (laughs) two of the three of them were married but the three of them were flirting like there was no tomorrow so Anyway, it was uh, it was good, uh, great time. Uh, we got all kinds of reports to uh, bring you on that. And yes, I did not post uh, my programs last week. I was I, I didn't even have an extra ten minutes no. to stop and post. Um, I didn't realize. I guess I did know logically that what it meant to be on the rules to be on a committee. At the state convention, I knew logically that you had to be there at a certain hour in the morning, and then you went in home. In the morning, that's, at, that's yeah, the, the certain hour in the morning, eight, yeah, eight <laughs> o'clock, which is an hour earlier than normal. Um, but my drive was a little shorter. But then it went to eleven at night. But then I was going back after I made it back to my hotel. It's eleven thirty, quarter to twelve, and it's like oh. I got a show to do in the morning. Yeah. And so I'm not sure. I haven't gone back and listened to any of last week's shows. I hope that I was uh, able to, um, I hope I sounded okay and didn't sound like some lunatic at midnight uh, recording a program. Bob's kind of smiling over there. So (laughs) he's um, laughing. (laughs) He's laughing now. So uh, we'll get those up this week and uh, hope they were hope they're worth it. We got some things on your calendar. We've got a couple of things that were coming up that are very important um, that uh, you need to go ahead and get on your calendar this Friday. And we're going to have a special guest uh, later on in the week. I believe either Wednesday or Thursday. We're going to have a special guest come in and talk to us about the um, this biblical citizenship class on Friday night at six thirty. Now. Many of you have already taken this course, the Biblical Citizenship course. I know it's been offered in Kerrville at least once. I know we've gone through it twice in Fredericksburg with Pastor Burdick at Victory Fellowship. And it wouldn't surprise me if Pastor Burdick just went on ahead and started it up again. I don't know. But if you haven't taken this, uh, the stars in it, so to speak, is uh, Rick Green and he is a good old Texas boy, a uh, hill country. Yes, he is. Hill dripping country, Springs. Dripping Springs. He is a constitutional attorney. He knows his stuff. 
he loves history and you can always you can always enjoy a a, a talk from someone when you can tell that they love it they love it and it, he is you know he's been sitting under david barton yep uh so if you've ever heard david barton you know how much history comes out of that man's mouth and rick is right on top of it absolutely so we know you'll enjoy rick green if you've seen him here we've had him in the hill country over the last eight or ten years we've had him here a couple of times and um you you will absolutely love this guy uh go to eventbrite and check out biblical citizenship live biblical citizenship live and that should bring you to the friday night event in kerrville that starts at 6 30 and it is free, but I promise you it will fill up. I promise you it will. they will run out of room. You need to make sure you're signed up ahead of time to get yourself a seat on this. In fact, I need to do it, um, so I will get that done today. Um, may, I, may I say, Matt, that that's yes. at Impact Church oh, okay. in Thank Kerrville. You. Impact Church in Kerrville. 6.30 Friday night. There you go. So get signed up. Um, you'll you will enjoy it, and it'll encourage you. In fact, bring somebody young with you. All right. If you're uh, if you're eighty, bring someone sixty. If you're sixty, bring someone forty. Oh, if you're Dad. forty, bring somebody twenty. Let's just just go down twenty years and find somebody, a generation. Grab a kid, a grandkid. Get over there. It'll be an evening. I promise you, you will enjoy. All right, a week from today, we will probably either do a pre-recorded program or I may be uh, calling in from uh, Austin. Um, But a week from today at 10 o'clock in the morning, the Senate Health and Human Services is going to be, a committee is going to be having a hearing on the pandemic response, and they will be taking public testimony. So... If, if you've, um, we, we need to start thinking about the uh, pandemic, not about the, how many people got sick. Um, and not that we want to forget that, but we need to be thinking about the pandemic in as to how did our government respond to the pandemic? Yes. yes. And so we need your stories. You need to go to the Senate. You need to have two out, two minutes of testimony, write it out. If listen, if you don't want to deliver your testimony yourself, if you will write it out, and if we have enough people, if someone goes that doesn't have testimony written out, we'll try to find someone to read it for you. Um, <clears throat> but this is all going to depend on people going with us next Monday. That's right. Um, and if it's just me, and I haven't even asked Angela if she had considered going, we'll let we'll figure that out. We will figure that out. We'll, yes, but, but I'm I'm pretty sure i'll be there okay yeah this is huge this yeah the interim let me tell you a little bit about interim committees they're not allowed to take votes or make decisions that's correct all right what they can do is gather evidence they can inform themselves they can get plugged in to to where you're coming from and the fact that they're taking public testimony is really great because so many of these interim committees do not take public testimony Mm-hmm. They invite in the so-called experts. Experts. The experts. Well, folks, you and I are citizen experts. In fact, if you had problems with your job because of the response to the pandemic, if you had children and had to make arrangements for your children 
because of the response for the pandemic. If you own a business that you have something to talk about. In fact, there wasn't, I don't think anybody in our listening audience was not affected mm-hmm. by the response to the pandemic. Now, some of us got the Kung flu. I know I got it. And then Gail got it. Angela ended uh, I, up. I ended up getting it. The Delta. Kung, yep. Got the Delta. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, so many of us got the Kung flu, but that's okay. We get the flu every year. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, the flu comes and the flu goes. Um, but it was the response that our government, starting with the federal government and then unfortunately bleeding down into our governor who yep. decided it was okay to trash your um, your God-given and natural rights. And then it went down to our city council and our county commissioners. Mm-hmm. And who did they point the finger to, Angela, when we said, y'all can't do this? The state. The governor. Yeah, the governor. Yeah, the said, governor said. So we, we, they, we, we asked them, we said, now you swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. Yes, we did. So why didn't you uphold the Constitution when the pandemic response came down that was unconstitutional? And what did they say? They said, the governor. The governor. The governor. Yeah. We can do that because the governor does it. Yeah, well. <laughs> Angela is caught without words here. I am. I mean, why? They ob- with the bottom line is they obviously don't understand the constitution and the oath that they took to the constitution right that that does not mean that you follow orders you know that that just goes out the window when the orders come down right you push back you say no not in our community right it's, it was done in the in this country it was done in california right actually where county city i believe is county said no that's not what we're going to do here. We're going to keep our businesses That's open. That's right. And, and we're going to keep our kids in school. I think yep. Florida kept their kids in school. Yep. So the, you can push back. It's just, does your city council, your county commissioners have the uh, cojones yes. to do that? <laughs> All right. We're getting away. We're, we can't wait to get to talk about John Cornyn, one of our favorite <laughs> heroes of last week. Um, I do have one more item for your calendar. Sunday, 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 July 17th, we're going to be heading over to New Braunfels to watch uh, No Time to Run. Outstanding movie. You're going to love this movie. But David Clark, Sheriff David Clark, is going to be there. Folks, we're going to talk more and more about this. That's still uh, close to th- over three weeks away. But um, we uh, we need to form a, a, a train to go over there together. We need a mm-hmm. freedom train to to drive over there together, fly our flags, and maybe uh, maybe do a convoy, a yes. freedom convoy, convoy, over to uh, New Braunfels from the Hill Country. That's 4.30 in the afternoon is when the event starts. So um, we have several. I think one of the uh, American Idol stars is going to be there to sing, hopefully sing the national anthem and mm. maybe some other songs. And then we've got Sheriff David Clark. And uh, it's just going to, oh, George Washington is going to be there uh, giving us a State of the Union uh, talk. And then the movie. So put that on your calendar, Sunday, July 17th. Tickets are available now. Check out No Time to Run. Go go look it up, No Time to Run. And uh, we'll get you more and more specific information as we get closer to that. Let me bring you a little bit of uh, Ben Franklin because we're running way over in the first quarter. So um, said, let's see, uh, if you would have a servant that you like, serve yourself. 
If you want a servant that you like, serve <laughs> yourself. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Uh, it is Monday. Angela Smith in the studio. Good yes. morning. Oh, good morning, Matt. And I'm telling you, we had a blast in Houston last week. And um, had a, I'm telling you what, we had participation from Gillespie County um, as well as Kerrville County that I thought I thought I was very proud of our two counties here Fantastic. in our listening area. Yes. Um, and showing up. And um, we had... Um, I'm trying to think, you know, I know the Gillespie County people a lot better. And so no, no disrespect for all the Kirk County delegates, but I did see as sitting in the rules committee, there was someone, at least one, if not two or three people from the Gillespie County delegates that were in that rules committee almost all the time. Fantastic. And that means they got there early and spent a little extra money to, to make sure that the party is representing us. The way we want them to and so yeah that was uh, and i had people uh sending me emails a week or two before things they wanted to see in the rules committee i had people texting me sending me emails coming up behind me handing me notes uh, all <laughs> kinds of stuff on the rules committee so i was very very available there and so um the let's get to the platform and priorities so saturday and by the way, I am teasing you on John Cornyn. If you haven't heard uh, all the fun around Cornyn, oh, we're going to have fun with that. But you got to stick around. You think we'd give all the fun stuff away at the <laughs> beginning of the show? No way. You're going to stick around to hear the Cornyn stuff. So um, the platform priorities. So those two committees uh, met. The um, In a nutshell, the priorities committee brought to the body of uh, close to 10,000 delegates. They brought to the body a list of 15 priorities and on set was that saturday we took that vote saturday so saturday morning we had a ballot that had the 15 priorities on it and you were to choose eight Mm -hmm. of the 15 and so what they were after was the out of the 15 that the committee made they wanted the body to select half to select half of those so there were eight uh, priorities, so we had uh, these uh, hand-marked ballots. Yes, we actually wrote our ballots yes, on paper, uh, 10,000 people, and uh, we got those turned in. Um, we don't have the f- results yet, and we, we're, we've we been trying. I looked last night. I was texting with Angela last night with other people um, Angela, uh, texted one of her, uh, VIP friends this morning yeah. to find out what was his, uh, this is someone he, pretty high in the party. Uh, he thinks one to two weeks, another very high person in the party says sometime this week. Oh, good so, Lord. Sometime this week. Sometime this week. And Maybe re- within the week, Matt, that would be. And we're the party that wants tightly controlled elections right yes yes and we want to be able to count the ballots and get the results out like quick That's right correct yes and so our very own party it may be this week right or it might be two weeks before we get the result of the priorities all right and that yes. was a small piece of paper they were numbered 
Yes. They were numbered to balance. Um, and then, all right, so we're going to be waiting on the priorities. Um, I don't think any, uh, there was some priorities I would like to see ahead of others, but I wasn't, there were no, were there any of those 15 priorities that you thought, good Lord, what is that? Do they, do they even no, belong here? I, I no. liked all the priorities and it got tough to, yeah. to, to whittle it down to eight. And then it was even a little tougher to put it in, in order of importance for me. Oh, but, okay. um, but it, it, it wasn't impossible. Right. I mean, when we're talking about election integrity, you know, that's always going to be number one. Yep. Because we're not going to get anything down the ba- that ballot, down any of those priorities if we don't have any election integrity, right? That's so, right. And after watching 2,000 Mules, uh, ka-ching, I, yeah, the election integrity better be number one. I believe they showed uh, 2,000 Mules four times. I, I know they Maybe they did. I knew yeah. two times at least, so I got I got in on one of them. So, so I was always in a committee. Every time it showed, I yeah. couldn't make it. So that's all right. But you know, I don't even need to see that movie. I want to see it, but I already know I need you the know. movie. I know what's in it. I I don't have any doubt its veracity or anything. And it I was, will watch it someday. It was cool to see Texan Catherine Engelbrecht Eng- yeah. in this and the work that they did. Because they're the ones that actually did all of the all of the data gathering, yeah. and then they were able to work with Dinesh right. to put it into this film documentary, basically, so you could see what would happen. It was really fascinating. So um, now the platform, we got to individually vote on three hundred and. Uh, 35, 36, 37 platform resolutions. Yeah. Those were on um, bubble forms. In yes. fact, they were generic forms. Mm-hmm. They were not designed for this election. They were generic bubble forms. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had to vote on each plank in the platform, over 300 of them. There's people that would like us to reduce that platform. There was people that would like for us not to have to vote on the individuals. Mm-hmm. But they what? It, but basically, you had this bubble ballot, which you get a handful of them, and you go and you go stick them into a machine, right? Sure. And the machine counts them. I mean, that's yeah. yeah machine counts them. And so we got these uh, bubbles. We got about nine, ten thousand of these bubble forms that everybody took. I know it took me a long time to fill mine out um, because we were all we were sitting there in a group and we're discussing. You know, I, I would be at I would be at platform number one twelve, and someone would say, "Matt, what do you think about one forty seven? And I'd go ahead and I'd look at one forty seven, and we'd talk about it. And then I would forget where I was at, and so <laughs> and then so we. I think I was the last one to get all the bubbles filled out. But the idea is, you take it back to a machine somewhere in the room. The ballots didn't have to travel; they were all in the same room. You could have fed those in, and uh, we could have gotten our answers before we even left the building, probably. You would think. You would think. Possible. Yes, you would think it would be possible. But uh, none of that. It's going to be a week, a couple of weeks, maybe, before we get the platform. It, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, Matt. You know, that, that convention center is full of people, and they're moving all around, and sometimes you can't even find your delegates that are supposed to be seated. And, and mm-hmm. of course, you can't because... Like me, I was in a breakout session for a moment. I was a little bit, I was watching my clock, but I knew I had to get back in before they locked the doors and all these kinds of things. So it's a, it's, it's a little bit, um, it's sweet K 
chaos. <laughs> oh, that's a guy. I hadn't heard that one. Sweet chaos. It, it most certainly it is. Kind of is so. But before we take a break, there was a funny story. Excuse me. <coughs> there was a funny story about electronic voting. Um, in as we were going through the platform, there was a plank in the platform that um, that uh, said that we wanted the ability to have a bit by bit, and that's B I T by bit um, forensic analysis of vote counting of voting machines before sure. and after yes. their use. Yes. Okay. So, in other words, we want as a uh, a plank of the party, we would like for the legislature legislature to take up this idea of an uh, 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 analyzing our voting machine. Almost like an audit. I don't know if you'd call yeah, it an audit. A, yeah, an audit. An, an audit before and one after. And after. So that you have that you know you're starting at zero, and they called it a bit by bit um, forensic analysis. Yes. I think was the term. So that was all. We all thought that was a great idea. Then we get to the bubble things, and we're about to vote, and someone goes up to the mic and says, <laughs> um, uh, point of order or point of uh, uh, information. information or something, and he asks uh, Matt Rinaldi if the uh, counting machines we're going to be using today have had a bit-by-bit analysis, forensic. forensic analysis before <laughs> we get our votes cast, and are there's going to be one afterwards. And, of course, that was kind of ton tongue-in-cheek, and we all took it that way and laughed at it. Yeah. But it really is. I mean, everybody, those who are in favor of this, all this electronic ballot counting, um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, uh, uh, this is what you get. This electronic ballot didn't work that good on Saturday. So I don't know if we could have hand counted them. That would have been, I don't know what the answer is, but this should have been easy. We should have had answers Saturday night and every day that goes by makes me a little curious as to why we're not getting that answer. Did we mention the city council meeting tonight at the top of this section? We did not mention Fredericksburg's city council meeting, which uh, starts at, tonight and the only thing on the agenda is the uh 2022 let me just let me just make sure i understand this is the budget let me just say that okay the budget 2023 budget yes sir we're going to consider discuss and provide direction regarding the city council priorities related to the 2023 budget our new council says they want to hear from people um they want to hear from you uh, succinctly and with respect, of course. Mm-hmm. But they say they want to hear from you. Please show up at these council meetings. Um, it's so important when this budgets come up. I mean, I don't even know what to say, Matt, because um, it's well, that important. Well, I'll tell you important. what, the libs will be there. The liberals will be yes. there. They will want things like uh, bicycle lanes and uh, dog parks. And I don't know why they don't ever have cat parks. I, you know, we should have cat parks. <laughs> As well as dog parks, there's some kind of uh, felinophobia is going on here, I believe. But anyway, all these things, the silliness. If you want to go and tell them to have a responsible budget, yes, um, and and have some clear suggestions tonight is your opportunity. Right. Um, time, time and place. Uh, that is at the law enforcement center in Fredericksburg. Uh, that begins at. Six, six o'clock six o'clock I always get that mixed up a little bit six o'clock if you'd like to get there early so that you can <clears> sign up get there around five thirty, 
sign right. up to give comments, voice your opinions on things. There's also a city council work session today at 4 p.m. Okay. at the law enforcement center. Um, that's probably a great place to be if you um, want to speak into the issue of the budget. Um, but like our friend Jeanette Hormuth says, she wants them to create a fiscally conservative budget and lessen the tax burden on the citizens of Fred- Fredericksburg. There you go. And with the economy as it is and inflation like it is and stagflation probably upon us, way. maybe yep. a recession-ish upon us, we need to be very, very fiscally conservative and, and take care of our citizens. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's tonight, folks. We're going to take a short break. And when we get back, yeah, we'll talk about booing John Cornyn. Y'all oh, yes. stay tuned. All right, folks, we are back. And um, so, yes, we just returned from the uh, Republican Party of Texas State Convention in Houston. I will do my best to get all of last week's programming up and posted on uh, Spotify if you want to get caught up on that. Um, The biggest, uh, there were a couple of surprises, um, actually surprise, not surprises, um, we had heard for weeks that our Governor Abbott was not going to be at the state convention. That's what we heard. That's what because, we heard. Because, because at the last minute, or even up to up, what, up until what a week, week or two before, right? He had not confirmed that he was going to be there. He was not going to be confirmed that he was going to mm. be here. In Mm-mm. fact, I think he was at some kind of new world order meeting this weekend well i got the i got he he is definitely posted on the world economic forums website world economic forum which was going on this weekend i think maybe i don't know he he may have kept a low profile and gone to that but i also know that um i think he probably was well aware that if he showed up at the republican party uh, convention and listen folks this guy is the uh, unofficial top elected he's our number one republican yeah right i mean party wise structurally wise we have matt rinaldi as the chairman yes we do and now dana myers as the vice chair mm-hmm. um and uh speaking of cat parks cat parks went away yes, she, she was the vice chair cat parks is no longer uh vice chair maybe she can go out and start opening some cat parks, parks. i see I that would be my buddy right there <laughs> And all you dog park people. But anyway, so he wasn't there. We don't know if he was at the World Economic Forum, um, but he didn't speak there. And you would, I I can't imagine that not being automatic, that the the governor, the Republican governor, the top elected Republican in the state of Texas was not going to be there. Instead, we heard from the awesome Awesome. lieutenant governor of Virginia. Oh, of Virginia. Yeah, he you had was. me tricked there going there. Had the <laughs> lieutenant governor uh, from Virginia there. Was she amazing? That is leadership. Absolutely. The, the language, the messaging, it was so spot on. You would just, you feel like a, an American after you listen to that. 
Yeah, yeah. But that was from another state. From another state. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, uh, all the Texans who love uh, DeSantis. Yes. You know? <laughs> We've got a great governor. Unfortunately, he lives in Florida. Florida. You know? Um, so, yeah. yeah but Abbott didn't show up. John Cornyn, I don't know what got into his head that he thought he could come to Texas after the stunt he pulled. What are they calling them? The Gang of 20? The Gang of, the gang of 10. The Gang of 10? Yeah. The Gang of 10 is what they're being called? Yeah. He these and, are the he and his friend, his buddy Lindsey, Lindsey Graham, yeah. and these oh. wishy-washy out Republicans yeah. in uh, Washington D.C. are selling out your Second Amendment gun rights, left and right, yeah. red flag laws, all kinds of stuff. In fact, and so he gets on stage, and he gets Cornyn comes out, and before he even got out on the stage, and his poor wife. I get I there's part of me that felt a little bit sorry. Angela's looking at me like, how dare you? When he came out with his wife and everybody was booing him, and I mean folks, we're talking a hearty like booing. Soundly. I was him. there I was there I think four years ago when George P. Bush got booed. Yes. But that wasn't you couldn't even hold it. That didn't even no. hold a candle Mm-mm. to corn and getting booed. I no. mean, it went on and on. And then they waved and his wife left the stage. And we all thought for just a moment Cornyn was gonna leave with her, but he didn't. He walked over to the microphone and I don't think you could even hear the first five minutes of his speech. You, you could he could not speak over the booing. Yeah, with it a PA was, system. That's right. He's he's at the mic. Yeah. But in that convention center with 10,000 people, he could not speak over the booing. He could not speak over the booing. I think, and I think his speech was about 15 minutes long. Somewhere about seven or eight minutes into it, um, people were starting to lose their voice. <laughs> it did. <laughs> there was a little bit of a lull, but I think it was because everybody had to stop and breathe. Yes. Because it started back up again. But um, I, so on the way home, um, I got to listening to uh, Glenn Beck, and he had this guy on there named Michael um, uh, Michael Malice. Uh, Michael Malice, you should take a look up on him. He might surprise you. Before I tell you what Michael Malice calls himself, go ahead and write his name down, Michael Malice, and it spells just like it sound. Go, tech, go check him out. He's a regular on Glenn Beck, and... Um, He's an anarchist, but I promise you, if you listen to five minutes of him, you'll, you will, you will like this guy. So I've got this short clip of Michael, uh, malice on the Glenn Beck show. And this is about an hour into Friday's programming. Give you an idea of what these guys think of John Cornyn. So roll that, please. So let's talk about, uh, John Cornyn, who is absolutely worthless. I mean, if I'm not going to move for it, but man, I am so tempted to move to wherever I have to live to just run against John Cornyn because I think a sock puppet that knows the Constitution could beat that guy in Texas. He's awful, Um, but he's taking credit. Go ahead. No, he, I agree with you. I, I think you and I are just basically going to be in the same barbershop quartet finishing each other's lyrics. Uh, He's absolutely reprehensible, uh, uh, just slime. And the reason why I'm using that term, you know, as compared to the other 99 senators is, as you know, he had this tweet 
And he was boasting, you know, he's part of these negotiations, selling out Second Amendment rights on behalf of getting, you know, the Democrats and the corporate press to kind of hate him a little bit less. And he had this nice meme. As uh, is made on, it looks like it was made on PowerPoint. Very presentational, very nice presentation. There's <laughs> bullet points, ironically bullet points, and it says ideas rejected in negotiation. I'm looking at it right now. There's a list of nine things: uh, universal background checks, mandatory waiting period. Only one does he describe as unconstitutional, meaning a mandatory safe storage requirements for firearms at homes. All the others, he's saying, we these are ideas we rejected. Why? Because we knew that if they were included, the bill would not command the votes. So he's not even saying I'm against these ideas. Look at me as a Republican. Yep. I defeated, you know, Chuck Schumer's schemes for your guns. And some of the ideas they rejected were mandatory waiting period for all gun sales, assault weapons bans for 18 to 21 year olds. I got into arguments on Twitter. Your rights are absolute. They're not subject to regulation by the state. Right. And I would. I would love the idea of someone to say to have voting. You've got a waiting period. Election day is the third. Yep. You got to wait till the 20th. Uh, assault weapons. Amen. Ban for 18, 21 year olds. You're 18, 20 year old. You can't vote. It doesn't matter what it says and whatever that amendment was. It's it's absolutely absurd and obscene. And I'm very glad that people like him are causing people like me to become gun owners and gun stalkers. Wow. Wow. This I love that last line. He is grateful to John Cornyn for causing people like Michael Malice, who is an anarchist, and <laughs> to saying he says thank you for making me want to go out and buy a gun. Yeah, in interesting, this kind of thing that Cornyn's doing is opening the eyes of people out there who might have thought differently. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. We're, something's not right here. And I loved, and this is why I played this because Michael Malkin made the point so well. Ma- Malkin, Malice. Malice. Love Michael that. Malice um, made the point so well that saying that his argument wasn't even based on the Constitution. A true Republican and constitutional Republican would have said, I'm rejecting these because they're unconstitutional. But his comment was, I'm rejecting these because they wouldn't get through. They wouldn't mm-hmm. pass. They wouldn't pass. Folks, this, I think that one sentence That's is. That's scary. That not only is it scary, it is the absolute reason we're in the boat we are in today. Mm-hmm. In Texas, in the Texas House, people are afraid to bring up a bill. Dade Phelan won't let a bill brought up. Why? Not because it's good or bad or constitutional or unconstitutional, but he says, well, we don't have the votes for that. Well, we would like to see the votes on things that we need uh, to see the votes that on things that are constitutional or unconstitutional. Yes. Who's deciding that for us? And so really an eye opener uh, to John uh, Corn. and, And listen, we know he's not going to run again. I mean, there's no way there's no way. And I knew in that last election session, I can't even remember where it was, but it was somebody near the campaign who said, Matt, this is his last mm-hmm. run. He will not be running again. Um, and so we know that. And now the evidence of that is in the way he's being used by the Republicans and the Democrats in Washington. Mm-hmm. Because if you're worried about get, being reelected, 
then you have to, you know, you got to, you got to do certain things. You don't negotiate with the Democrats. You don't sit on those well, committees. You don't. You just do it. You just stay under the radar. You stay there. You go. You stay under the okay, radar. There, you know, you know that they're negotiating with the Democrats all right. the time. In Texas, we're seating Democrats into, you know, committee chairs. Oh boy, right? we're going to talk about that. Right? Yeah, we're doing. The, the Republicans are doing plenty. They're just staying under the radar. So when they come back and talk to their constituents constituents it didn't make headline it didn't make headline news it didn't make uh fox news right you know so unfortunately uh-huh. you know cornyn he, he even made it on tucker's you know oh yeah so yeah and uh, if you haven't heard any of the booing i tried recording it and i had my fancy schmancy recording stuff on my phone and it it blew the top off of my recording thing so you can't even listen to it it's okay. uh it I don't know. There's a term for that in radio, but it just uh, it completely blew my recording. Listen, go to my Facebook page. There you go. You'll find it. You'll find a good recording. There's there's some good ones. One of out our there. delegates recorded it and um, passed it on so I could share it. All right, folks. We need to take another short break, and then we'll be right back. all right folks we are back and uh so we gave john cornyn a hard enough time already um listen if you're still i know probably i'm trying to think my grandmother had she been there yesterday or when that the booing saturday saturday mm-hmm. i i think my grandmother would have maybe scolded us oh i've been scolded already have you been scolded already uh, not personally yeah but i've seen a uh an email okay uh with from someone who was not there oh, okay and and used the word classless we've heard that a million times mm-hmm. um it's classless to do something like that right this is my response you have a traitor. We we Texas is repre, being represent rep Texas Texas is being represented by a traitor. He is taking down the country, the entire country, not just our state, mm-hmm. the entire country with red flag laws. And if people don't understand that, they need to look up what that means. Your due process is history. If someone even whispers well, that maybe you should be let, let, let's get technical here and i don't okay. want to be fair get technical let's let's get it because he says that cornyn says that the federal government should not pass red flag laws he said that but what he did say is the states should and that the federal government will either give them money or not give them money depending on red flag laws so is there a difference no <laughs> there is no difference not when you fund it yep yep if it, it so it, maybe the feds aren't coming out with it maybe but they don't want their fingerprints they don't want their finger there it. you go and so what they're going to do but is they'll say, send you money if you and what can how many counties in the hill country have said no to fed dollars oh i think they've all taken lately. the money did mason turn down the money county did not county did not city did city turned down the money mason county took the money county took the money Gillespie county took the money yes Texas sir took the money yep 
And so they're going to come down and say, now if Texas doesn't pass red flag laws, we're just going to take all that money back. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, we got to talk about Dade Phelan. I did not even know that Dade Phelan was in Houston. Did you know he was in Houston? No. No, no man. It's probably a good thing. And by the way, if you don't know, Dade Phelan is the another traitor, Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House for Texas. Speaker of the House Nancy for Pelosi's, Texas. Nancy Pelosi's. Yep, without know. a doubt. So he actually apparently did speak to, and they fortunate for him, they didn't show the crowd in the room, but I'll bet there was at least 17 people there um, at the Hilton when he spoke to him. And uh, so in his comment on there, he was asked about, why did he give chairmanships of critical committees to Democrats? His response is, Democrats are the real Republicans. <laughs> I mean, you cannot make that up, Matt. You can't make that up? No. And then he goes on to say, well, in 2002, the Democrats shared the seats. The Democrats ran the House in 2002. And that was how many years ago? Well, that 20. would be 20 years ago. Yeah. And so that that he's just returning the favor. Now, there's wow. an excellent article, and I did get to see Tony Ortiz up at uh, Tony Ortiz with uh, Current Revolt. And he was, where the, he was there with his friend Alexandria Stein. I got, <laughs> I got my picture made with Alexandria Stein. Yes, you I did. I am cranked. Oh, yeah. I am so excited. I can't wait. I hope that goes up on. Can, can we get that out in the newsletter? This is what I'm planning, Matt. I want to do a special okay. uh, email. Okay. Because it's going to get mixed in with a lot of other things in the newsletter. So we're going to okay. do a little special email, kind of our recap. Okay. With all the great picks from the convention. There you go. And I'll just hold back my uh, secret on Alexandria Stein. Yes. But um, Alexandria Stein loves to swim. <laughs> loves to swim. Even she even wore her onesie to the to the state convention. She did in and, all her glory. Oh, I'm telling you, I got my picture taken with her. Yes, and I'm very excited. I even got harassed while I was having my picture taken with Alexandria. Um, there was a, an elderly gentleman there, uh, who Republican, who did not know who Alexandria Stein was okay. and was rather critical of me having my picture taken with Alexandria oh. Stein. <laughs> so after I got my picture taken, I had to kind of run the guy down and say, all right, let me, let me just, there needs let me to be, explain. Let, let me do explain some splaining. Let me do a little splaining. <laughs> So we'll have my picture there with Alexandria Stein. In fact, we need to get Alexandria. It, it wouldn't be fair to have him on the radio, but I'm going to have him on the radio anyway. We're going to get him in the radio because I, I think he can do his spe- I'm sorry, she. Um, I think she can uh, do her. I don't want to miss uh, gender, mispronoun anybody. Yeah, don't, don't use the wrong pronoun. Don't that. I don't know if it's a he, she, or they. Right. Alexandria, they, Stein. I don't know. We're going to have him on the air sometime. And if you're just out there going, oh, my God, gagging, Matt is now running around with the LGBTQ <laughs> WTF group. No, you got to go check this out. <laughs> all right. So we'll have uh, that up in the newspaper. And, oh, I got all carried away. So in 20 years, what have the Democrats done in Texas? Um, according to current revolt, they've legalized sodomy. 
They've uh, normalized wiener installs and wiener removals. Um, they've institutionalized the hatred of white Americans. They have flooded the country with illegal aliens. They have captured every single mainstream media outlet, banned and deplatformed conservative pundits and politicians from the public square, tore down and removed hundreds of statues of great American leaders, and stole a presidential election. These are the Democrats that uh, did Dade feel in a favor 20 years ago, um, and he's and still the paying Dade them. says are the real Republicans. Are the real Republicans. Like, seriously? Yeah. Democrats are the real Republicans. That's wow. the Speaker, Republican Speaker of the House. Um, <clears throat> folks, we're, what, what's that? Str- well, there's some yeah. kind of, we're, we're on a, a train headed down, I don't even know, we've got... Poor uh, Lorraine is back here. She doesn't even know what to think. Um, and so, folks, we're going to have to leave it at that. I uh, We, we should have locked the door, and or maybe we should just stay here another half hour right. and tell stories to Lorraine. Um, uh, um, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. You know, that peace that passes understanding is something that hit me a couple of years ago, and maybe I'll, I'll have to bring that up sometime but that is something I always thought was impossible, and it's not. And the peace of God, which suppresses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thank you.